0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Hump Day Hotline. Hump Day, it's the return, it's the return of your boys, Joe and Jay Spence. What Jay up, Spence, what up man? man? It's so good to see you. Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings VidCast Network brought to you by the Market Dominator. I am one of the co hosts of the Hump Day Hotline. My name is Joe Miller. That over there is my guy, Jay Spence the King. Jay Spence, how are you? Man, I'm good.
1: I'm feeling some kind of way. I you didn't tell me like so like you're the voice now. Like your name down there is just the voice. So like I got my handle. I got to change it. Like I got to I got to yeah, I got
0: to do it. I, I threw it up there I'm changing it right now. I threw it I threw it up <laughs> I threw it up there. You
1: don't have to change it. I th- I'm just saying, like, I I, I got to be in uniform with you, man. Like, we got to do this.
0: I threw I threw it up there like a couple weeks ago. I'll, I'll just leave it up there as Jose. You're Jose. <laughs> How's that work is that okay? So I fe- it's been so long. I feel like we need to like get to know each other again. Like like we need to have a the 20 questions or like you know what's your what's your favorite thing in life? What do you hate? Like I, I get been that long? It's been a minute. It's been a couple weeks because I, fe- I was out right, and then you were out, and I think there were some other trips yeah. in there where I missed man oh man yeah. it's good to see you so, to well no there yeah, was a week before Thanksgiving. Week before, do we do the one before thanksgiving i don't think we did right or you had somebody on with you
1: man i gonna be honest right now the last like four weeks is like a blur I, just honestly i couldn't tell you yeah. i couldn't tell you
0: yeah there's a, we, we've missed a bunch but it's good to see you everybody welcome into the hump day hotline uh where we are going to have a conversation on this wednesday just about uh everything whatever's going on around the nfl around the buffalo bills we're also going to talk a little bit about the Bills Bucks game, and we're going to look forward a little bit if we have time to the Bills Carolina game, which we should. But, uh, yeah, speaking of the Bills Bucks, uh, how's that sitting with you? I watched your show last night, but, but where are you at on Wednesday?
1: Well, to be honest, I wasn't even, um, too upset last night when I did the code of conduct. I, it so right after the game, I had my moment where it's just like, I hate the refs. You know, just like straight out, look, I hate the refs. And normally I'm not the guy that I try not to be the guy that that puts any blame on the officials. It's like, look, if we lost the game, we lost the game. Right. There's been there's been years and seasons upon seasons where guys have, you know, teams have lost games before they had the, the replay and before they had all this stuff to where it was even worse. Right. So I, I try not to complain. But but like it just hurts when you when you see the effort that the team put in, you see how Josh Allen came like he he, he willed that team to overtime like oh, yeah. you know and oh, yeah. so to see that to see how even the defense because if you really look at it it was a tale of two halves so the first half it almost seems like the defense just wasn't there you know they played, like they they, they, they played, and,
0: played they played complimentary football in the first half and the second half the def- defense defense sucked in the first half the defense offense were good in <laughs> the second half.
1: Played, <laughs> absolutely so when you look at the first half and you're like okay we're gonna get like just we're going to get the brakes beat off of us then they turn it around in the second half and they barely give up any points and they barely give up any yards and then you look at the offense and they're playing phenomenally it hurts to see like the game come down to a decision like it did with with going to digs and the no call to digs and then yeah the the one was egregious like both of them were ridiculous but the one in the end zone where the guy literally had like the front of his jersey yeah i get to i get it from one angle you're looking at where the the official standing where the ref is standing and you can't see it. Like he's behind the player. So I get that, but man, no, man. Like, so one of the things that I've been um, impressed with, with the NFL this season, and I don't know how many times you've, you've caught this, but there's been times where like a play on the, or a call is made on the field and they don't even have to review it or they don't even have to huddle. But the the ref from New York or the ref upstairs calls down and says, wait, nope, that was horrible. And in my mind, that was just going to happen. And when it didn't happen, it was just so frustrating. And the the officials still haven't gone on Twitter or on Instagram. They haven't made an official statement. They haven't apologized. So they're just standing by this call as if it was like. Good. (laughs) That's where my anger is. That's where my anger is. But as far as the team, man, and I feel like that was a long answer. So I'll wrap this up. As far as the team, I'm I'm very, uh, regardless if Chris Broussard likes it or not, I'm very impressed with my team and I'm proud of my team. Mm. I don't find any moral victories here. I'm not saying it like, okay, yeah, we're good. We got the L and we're happy with it. No, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is the way that first half started, like you and I just talked about, and then the way the game ended. Yeah, I'm 100 percent. I feel so much better. I feel better about my team after that loss than I did going into the game.
0: Yeah. I, the ref thing for me is interesting because obviously, well, not for those that might not that are listening or watching that didn't know I was at the game. Uh, for those of you, those of you that knew that, then, you know, I'll say it again. I was I was at the game. The ref, the ref piece for me was interesting because it wasn't just those two. Um, got a lot of the mafia donated money to a visual impairment organization in honor of the NFL refs. I think it's up to forty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, <I saw laughs> it's 40 that. grand. That's there, there, there's no there's <laughs> yeah. no fan base like the mafia. <laughs> Um but it wasn't just the one, I mean, in the stadium, the reaction of the crowd in the stadium when, when Diggs got interfered with. But more so than that, I remember being in the stadium and it was inside of a minute, I think. And if you go back and watch the last two minutes, there's a the, the Bills are in they're in they're in Buccaneer territory. I think they're what's up, Amanda? I think they're inside the 30. I'm not exactly sure where on the field, but they're they're in a rush. They're out of timeouts completely. Um and they're and a play happens. I don't remember the player gives the ball to the ref and the ref is literally walking back to the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. There yeah. was no, there was no urgency. There was no rush. It wasn't like they were in a two minute drill for the game. What's up, Kristen Kimmick? Kristen was there. She knows what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. The whole, and I think what's interesting is I I did think I have not. Thank you, Matt. Uh, Matt says awesome hoodie. Um, Thank you. I, I, uh, I've not had a. I'm sorry, a I'm throwing
1: you off. I was just acknowledging everybody where you were going. You're good. I love it. I, was, no. I love it.
0: So it's my ADD. Squirrel. Um. <laughs> um. What's What's interesting? You can keep doing it. Um. What's interesting about the game? Because I didn't get to watch it back yet. Is everybody told me that Gene Steratore? They brought him on for the Diggs one, and they were like, "That was absolutely pass interference." And then the Mike Evans one, where Mike Evans grabs Levi Wallace's helmet, reaches around, grabs him, and rips him to the ground. Then he says that that was not pass interference, like. He initiated contact, pulled the, pulled pulled the defender into him, and then threw him to the ground. Like the whole the whole entire sequence, and then to see everybody come out afterwards on on Monday to the point of like verified people. I don't care if this makes the NFL mad at me. That game was flat out called one sided, and it's undeniable. And I think that was from from the ref standpoint. I think that was really surprising because we've talked about it before as Bills fans about us not getting calls or things not going our way, and this time everybody like the. They talked, about it on, they talked about it on GR this morning. Um, in the third quarter or in the fourth quarter, it was the highest rated game of the season. There was 26 million people watching, I think, in the fourth quarter of that football game. So the world was watching that game, and the world watched what the refs did.
1: And you know what? The, the, the part that makes me upset about it is how many times do we have to have moments that the world can see it? And it right. still not get fixed because when because you, you can go back to, you know, the New Orleans, you know, when when New Orleans lost, what was it, the NFC Championship or whatever game it was? It was a oh, playoff no. game. I feel it was like a too. Former
0: Nickel Roby, it was the former Buffalo Bill that did it.
1: <laughs> and it's like you just keep it, so we just have these connections back to Buffalo, but right, you keep right. seeing it where where the the referees just make these egregious calls or non calls. Mm-hmm. And it's like, at some point, something has to give. And I know people have made suggestions over the years, and I'm sure I'm not the first one to to kind of climb up this tree. But look, officials need to, to be fined as well yeah, or yeah. make the officials come and sit in front of reporters just like the play. So so put Jerry Sullivan in front of the officials from the game. If he <laughs> wants to be rude to my guy, I'm just saying, yeah, <laughs> ask them. Are you embarrassed that you completely ruined a game? Right. You know by making a phantom call or not making a call right. like are you embarrassed by that instead of it being jordan poyer mike High, let's get it to somebody who deserves that negative energy like this this is it was ridiculous man but
0: Agreed. like i said all
1: in all all in all i feel better about the team after the game Same. than i did going into it
0: and that would be my wrap-up so my wrap-up and I've, I've said it a couple times this week you know at the end of the first half i was like yep this is what i expected Like I expected the Bills to come out flat and not have a decent offense. I didn't expect the defense to play like that, but that's just kind of how I, that's what what I expected. So the second half completely blew my expectations away. The fact that they, they nutted up and they gutted, they gutted it out and they store, you know, they stared the bucks in the face and, and they did what they did against Tom Brady. Both sides of the ball. It was fantastic. There's a couple of calls there I didn't like, but I can deal with that. They they completed the the comeback. They were down by three possessions twice. Uh, not that they came back mm-hmm. twice from three, but they were down by three, closed it to two, down by three again, and then came all the way back, which was great. So, no, I mean for me, it, and the whole weekend was was fantastic as well. But it was uh, the game. I just I can't wait that one that I <clears throat> that one I'm really excited to put behind me. I want to get onto the Carolina Panthers and win a football game because losing two in a row, is something we haven't done in a long time, and it, it just feels. A little weird. like You know what I mean? Like it just feels, it's just, just strange being here to like, you know, seven and six. It's yeah. Just odd.
1: For me, it's not even weird. For me, it is weird, but I think I'm just more frustrated with, you know, the, it's such extremes on both sides yeah, yeah. of the fan base. Yeah. Cause you, you, on one hand, you got guys like me who are saying like, and I'm probably a little too positive. Like maybe I am a little too positive, but. Because I'm like the living, I'm I'm the living version of that meme where the guy is like sitting at the table and he's like, this is fine. And it's fire all around. (laughs) Like, that's me right now, because I'm looking at the bills and I'm like, but look, we got Josh and we got Diggs and, you know, we got this and we got that. And, you know, but at the same time, like you said, we lost two. We lost to the Patriots at that. So, you know, there's there's things that obviously are wrong but then at the same time you have another side of it where everybody's just like okay fire mcdermott we right, got to get rid right. of day ball josh is not the i saw somebody actually I, I i saw an actual take where somebody said josh allen really and they were dead serious that josh allen is not the guy and you know what? It's actually like it's a good thing in a weird way. It's a blessing in disguise that that he's kind of experiencing an injury right now, so we can see what we have in uh, Mitchell Trubisky.
0: You knew that was coming. You knew it was coming, right?
1: But it was a real. T- it wasn't like the the normal fan, like oh, let's see the backup. It wasn't that. It was like a real, like an important, like an important educated. Person? yes like like somebody <laughs> verified who i trust and i was just like holy smokes what are you doing here like yeah. that just it, it's it's ridiculous man it's ridiculous
0: ladies and gentlemen uh we you are watching and tuned into the hump day hotline we are super chat live by the way so if you've got something you want to say or a comment a question uh the yeah wait the loss wait which loss the bucks lost the patriots lost he's saying the bucks lost sparked the whole team
1: either way uh for me the I feel like we've had this conversation too. I, I'm agreeing with Rich and I yeah, hope yeah, that yeah, this yeah, yeah. has sparked the team. But I feel like we have this conversation and this comment too often. Uh, it's been mm. six times this year. And yeah. last year we only had it three times. Right, right. So at this right. point, man, like I, I really, honest to God, I feel like we can't, we can't afford to lose any more
0: games. Let's, there's let, no. Go ahead. Th- no, okay, there's no.
1: Well, I was gonna say, there's no week 17 or now week 18 because of the way the schedule is. There's no final game you set your starters and you could care less if we win or right. lose. No, right. you have to win each of these last games,
0: when every out. single one to to that point. Um, the second half, Pam, Pam has a comment in here says the second half half was the team they used to be. And it's interesting because yeah. I sent that note to you today, um, for something to talk about. What do you think it is? What I, What is the difference? Because we saw it, Patriots game, it, it's not an outlier because the Patriots game. You want to call it an outlier because of the winds, 55, 50 mile an hour gusts, you know, constant 20, 25 miles an hour. But they did, but they did it in that game too. It got to the fourth quarter and then they started to let Josh rip. And then in this game, and what's funny is I'm I'm arguing with, with other content creators on Twitter about these numbers and these statistics and the pass run ratio is exactly the same. And they're not anymore pass first in the second half as they were in the first half they're they're not in they're they're the same pass first team this year as they were last year like there's people that are just pulling these numbers and they're like it's the dvoa is the same like everything is josh allen's completions are the same his yards are up his touchdowns every what are you talking about like they're, they're the same exact team and it's like my eyes tell me something completely different
1: It's the it's the classic argument, right? Like the the analytics versus the eye test. Like it's it's the it's money ball in football form right now that we're talking about. And it's it's annoying. It's annoying because just like you and just like me, we sit there and watch the game and we see on second and nine, we try to run the ball and it's then third and seven, and we're not successful this year on plays third, like longer than six yards on third down. Like, that's a that's a so if it's you're talking any stats, that's the stat that's a reality. But on the other hand, when you look at the just like straight up numbers with no context, yeah, okay, yeah, they are a pass first team and they are this and they all that, but situationally, it doesn't mean that they're because just like, and this is the, the point that I try to make about statistics when you look at that Patriots game. It's not often that you're going to see a team only give up 16 yards in the air. Like, so the bill mm-hmm. that made the Buffalo Bills look like an all time great passing defense. Like, right. no team in history is nowhere near as good as this Buffalo Bills passing defense because they only gave up 16 yards to the New England Patriots. Right. <laughs> That's not exactly an accurate statement. Now, if you were just looking at the numbers yeah. and you're just yep. saying, well, if you look at the stats, Joe, then yeah, of course they're the best passing. De- okay. Yeah. If you look at the stats, It really helped our averages, and we completely were crushing the rest of the league when it comes to that. But in reality, we understand the context behind that. It wasn't that they only gave up 16. So same thing. It's like you look at the stats, but we need good run plays. We need efficient run plays. We need to be efficient on third down. We need to be efficient in the red zone. That is the conversation. It's not like, well, if you look at the numbers, they're running the exact same amount of times as they ran last season. No, Greg. And I'm saying Greg. That's me (laughs) saying Greg. No, Greg. Come on.
0: I and I love them. Greg. Shout out I kept, to Greg. So, and, 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 you know, getting back to it though, what is the difference between that first half offense and that second half offense? Because even when you look at it, it's, and I've been hammering the, the coaching I've been, and I'm not, and I've not been saying fire day I, I have said day is not getting a head coaching job after this season, at least not with this performance, in my opinion. Um, but something is going on in the coaching ranks. And the reality is this. I watched because I was at the game and I had the opportunity to see. The the Bills played against not a lot of cover two in the first half of that football game. And they were throwing a lot of screen passes in the first half of that football game. So there was, I don't care what they're doing, we're going to do this, the side to side thing. And the Buccaneers were were not in a cover two shell, which is what you think that they probably planned the Buccaneers to be in, but they weren't. And when I talked to Fina about it on Monday, Fina's like, "Yeah, when you get five, six, seven plays into it, and you start realizing what they're going to do against you, if your plan doesn't match that, then you turn the card and you go with something different." And then in the second half, they're a completely different offense. He is Josh Allen is dipping and diving and and evading the rush and chucking the ball. He, the ball's coming out in time, like it's like he's he's three steps or you're taking the taking it taking a shotgun snap, one step throwing the football it just the ball was coming out it was going long he was the 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 intermediate throws were back like every i just don't know what the difference is the differences between the first half and the second half and i want to know if i'm going to get to see that for a full game going forward like am i going to get to see the second half for the full game or are we still going to try this whole conservative let's not risk too much stuff until we and then we're going to like pull the trigger when we have to like what what and, is and what are we going to see
1: well gosh i hope seriously i hope not because the thing is we don't we're running out of time we, we can't keep trying to figure out how to get, get there. We can't figure out how to, we got to be there. Yep. Yep. Um, And, and shout out to Pam. Uh, she wants to know, and this is part of the conversation that we were just having. I, I'm not on the side where I'm looking to fire a head coach or offensive coordinator. And I know you just said Dayball probably won't get a, um, a head coaching job next season. I disagree. And, and we could talk about that in a second, yep, but yep. Pam wants to know when, when is the point that you say fire Dayball? to me, this offense, if you now, and now I'm, I'm about to sound like a hypocrite because I just went on that whole rant about analytics versus the eye test. Yeah. But if you look at where the Buffalo Bills stand as an offense, they're nowhere near, they're not even the bottom half of the league. So like, they're still a very good offense. Josh Allen's numbers look very similar. It, it just doesn't feel that way. A, because we're losing. B, because he has a few more turnovers. He has some interceptions that he doesn't, you know, that we shouldn't have. So it doesn't feel like it. And the run game isn't, but it wasn't successful last year. Yeah. I, I'm still, I'm still very high on Brian Dayball I think that um we're just passionate as a fan can, base. we got a super can, chat here
0: but let me let me let me finish you can leave that up there but it, there's you can always yeah but that though and the yeah but to that as far as and I know we can we can we can live here for a couple minutes the yeah but to that is like Tyler Bass is the leading scoring kicker inside the 20-yard line mm-hmm. He he's leading the league in kicks inside the 20-yard line because the bills are horrible in the red zone they're horrible right. in the red zone there, there's just things about this offense that aren't the same, and I've heard rumors that there is turmoil between McDermott and Brian Dable. So I'm not saying fire Brian Dable now, but that doesn't mean that like there has somebody has to answer if they don't make the playoffs or if they get bounced in the first round on a year that they should have won, gone to the Super Bowl at least. The the goal was the Super Bowl. Somebody has to be held accountable. Whether whether it's an offensive line coach, whether it's the offensive coordinator, they're not talking about like there's rumors out there that, that Ken Dorsey is going to get plucked. So, like, they might not have an opportunity to like fall on him as far as, as far as like to rely on him. It's just, yeah, go to, go to, go to Payton, who I got to well, meet this weekend, which was great. I got to meet Payton, which was awesome. But go ahead. Before can, we
1: do, though, because, like, because yeah. I'm with you, and we're, we're going to keep your super chat up for a second there. We're going to get to it. I promise. Yeah, but, yeah. um, the thing is, though, even still with saying that, like, it, you're right, the, the expectation. Was to be there, and I think for me though that's the problem with with expectations going into the season. Sure, you have to play the you have to play every week because, every week. you know, there, we've been the team where we weren't as good on paper as other teams, and we've gone in or they've come into Orchard Park and we beat them, and we've been the spoilers for playoffs, and we've done all this stuff over the years. Now teams wake up to play the Buffalo Bills, so these six losses, you know, look they they it's going to happen. I don't, I just don't know if I feel that we can really let the team kind of fall apart or fire the coaches or fire. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think somebody has to quote unquote answer. I think this is the, so if we don't get where we wanted to go, I think this is the year where it's like, okay, now they're on the hot seat. I don't think this year, at least for me, after coming off the year that we came off of and then going into this year, okay, we didn't meet our expectations. Okay. This is your warning. To me, that's where it is. I don't think it should be at a point where we're like, we didn't make it. Somebody has to fall on the sword. Like I don't think it has to be there.
0: I promise you, if, if we lose to the Carolina Panthers, you and I are talking about who's getting fired next week.
1: Okay, I mean, we probably will be talking about that. Yeah. I just think it's whether I it's, think probably, it's uh, Bobby
0: Johnson, the offensive line coach, the defensive line coach, right? It's it's somebody, somebody, somebody is going because, and it goes back to that Patriots game, which you and I haven't even had a chance to talk about that Patriots no, game haven't. where where mcdermott looked completely different on the sideline than he has ever looked before and he looked like a guy who saw the season slipping away in that game on the sideline
1: i, I feel like the pressure is getting to him I, I, that's what it seems like to me like you you go through a season from last year where yeah. we, we only lose three games and we kind of run through the afc east we run through everybody except the top two teams and you know like so we we yeah. ran through everybody and we just made it work and and now you're you're either blowing teams out or you're not winning like you know it's, yeah, it's yeah. one of the it's two extremes and um i think he's feeling the pressure and i, I again i think I, I think this is this is the year like okay dude yeah, but now it, you see how real it is to be the hunted
0: but it also comes do this down to it comes down to they were blowing teams out last year because they knew that defense wasn't good enough
1: so why so
0: they were coming I mean, out is, guns blazing they were coming out guns this blazing is my problem
1: year. This should be the this should be the topic of conversation with all content creators. This should be the co- topic of conversation with the coaching staff, with the GM, with the ownership. If that is the case, what does our defense have to do with our offense? I get it. They have to play complementary football. But what I'm saying mm-hmm. is why why does your offense decide I'm going to play better or harder because the defense is lacking? Why shouldn't play- it just be that you come out and play your ass off? regardless if we'll your t- defense is good or bad.
0: It's an expectation from an offense. We're talking offense only. So the expectation on the offense is we are going to have to score 31 points to win this football game every week versus, you know, Brian, or Brian says to McDermott, you know, whichever, whoever the conservative one is says our defense can probably hold this team to 14. All we need to do is score 21. Let's do, me, it, let's that's dick, the problem, let, let's dick your on this thing and limit possessions and get out of this game um, quick with the W.
1: See, that's a problem to me. If you have the, it offense is a problem to go and bust ass. You go out there and bust ass every week. Like to me, there's no question. Sorry, my mom. mom is in the room. I'm sorry, mom.
0: <laughs> So's mine. Now my mom's no. Offended. I was talking about your. I was talking oh, about your God. mom. Oh, okay.
1: But, yeah, I'm sorry, mom. But if 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 you have the ability, if you have the t- which is why I posted a couple weeks ago after the after the Patriots game. Yeah. It's inexcusable to have an offense with Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, Gabriel Davis, Dawson Knox. It is inexcusable to score 10 points in a game.
0: Yeah. I yeah, Like
1: it, it just doesn't make sense. So when that happens, you have to look at yourself. You know, I don't care what kind of defense we have. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. We can hold teams of fourteen. It doesn't matter. You come out and you embarrass teams. The, the whole point of of building a roster like this is to go out and win games. <laughs> Not to not to sit here and be you know it, I I don't get it. But let's get to this because because we let's can keep going it. on this yep, topic yep, forever. Yep. Uh, Peyton says maybe we are similar, but other teams are better. COVID opt outs, etc., might be enough to tilt things the way we've seen this year a bit. I don't know. You think it might be enough to tilt things?
0: I I don't have an answer for that. I mean, I I don't I don't know I don't know. I just I don't I don't I'm not I'm not necessarily and that's not is that what you really want to rely on? I mean, if we're talking about COVID opt outs, I mean, is that where I mean, is that where we're at? Yeah. I mean, or people coming back? I mean, Matthew Judon is good, right? Star coming back is great. It's helped us. I mean, we we can start throwing darts at the dartboard all over the place as to what it is. Whether it's you want to talk talk about fans in the stands or or not in the stands. I mean, I don't
1: I don't know, Peyton. I'm sorry, I can't quite answer this because I it just. I don't know, man. I don't know. We got another one from Triggs here. It says, Dayball, stu- yeah, he, he says he's stubborn with the play calling. Look, I don't know if it's now, and I'm sure it's not the popular opinion amongst um, the, because nobody, nobody co signed me on this, which is fine. But when I, <laughs> when I said out there, like, hey, it's time to give Josh the keys and just let him drive, like just give him the yeah. playbook during the week and let him call his plays during the game. I, I, I'm sure, no, nope, it wasn't the popular take. But, but here's the reason why I say this. When you when you see Josh go into his superstar mode, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about the quote unquote sugar high Josh, I'm talking about when Josh is on yeah. he's feeling it. Yeah, it, it it seems like it doesn't matter what play is called, Josh is gonna make it work. But the way Josh gets into those plays is when Dayball calls some plays to get him into that rhythm. We yeah. haven't seen that this year. We yeah. just haven't seen many games where Josh goes out and gets three or four receptions to start the game, and he looks hot, and the, the offense is just. Mo- I mean, we last season is. I feel like we scored every opening drive.
0: It was twenty-two. It was a twenty-two game stretch that broke on the Colts game, and they haven't done one since.
1: You, you get what I'm saying? So it's like now we're we're having it where we can't even score in the first quarter. Right. We're having it. We broke the. We we were up at the half a certain amount of games for back to back to back and now we're we're going in a halftime down and we're going in a halftime being blown out by the bucks like what this this just isn't the same thing so i agree that that um the play calling needs to be a little more aggressive a lot more aggressive for josh yeah one Mm -hmm. more and then you jump on this one because i feel like i'm talking a lot the reason why I,
0: i love it i love it dude i've missed i've missed your voice so this is great
1: well and i know you're a little tired too you've been you've been hustling man you've been hustling I'm good. <laughs> uh, but Trick says again, the reason why he was being aggressive last year on fourth downs is because our defense wasn't good. So it's not like he wanted to. He just had no choice. And again, and I guess for me, no, go ahead, Joe. Go ahead.
0: No, it's you're, I, yeah, he had no choice. The problem is, is he still has no choice. He's seven and six, and he's seven and six because they're being conservative and they feel like they can rely on that defense and the defense hasn't been... The, the. It's funny because the offense hasn't been reliable because they're playing conservative and they're not, and they're not doing their part, and the defense hasn't been reliable because they're giving four 40-plus-yard touchdown runs. A, a, guy, a guy breaking a 50-yard touchdown run in the NFL is rare. The Bills have let it happen four times this year against four different teams. It's mm-hmm. rare. It does not happen. You play fantasy. You know it rarely happens that a dude rips off a 47-yarder, a 57-yarder, a 75-yard touchdown run, the Bills have let up four of them this year. Four.
1: Now, in, in the Buffalo Bills defense on that, and this is where I go back to saying I'm the I'm the main with, with the guy just like sitting in the fire saying this is fine. In their defense, every team doesn't have a Jonathan Taylor. Every team doesn't have a Derek Henry. Every so like the teams that it's happened against have been Leonard, the teams with the Leonard stud Ford, running
0: back. Leonard Fournette. Leonard
1: Fournette is a whole lot better of a running back than it seems like a lot of people in Buffalo want to give him credit for. It wasn't great I,
0: last year. Um, who was the other one? Who's the fourth one? Uh last oh no, year Dam, it Damian Damian Harris.
1: Last year it wasn't great. I'll
0: give I'll um, give you Travis, Henry, Travis Henry. I'll give you Derek Henry. I'll give you Jonathan Taylor. Those are still misses on the defense. I mean, those were those were gaps that weren't sealed I mean, people no, is, pursuit. but but but, well, but, but, but uh, damien Her- harris damien harris, Damian harris i mean that's the longest run of his career the, the the one against derrick henry was the longest one of his career the one that just happened with leonard for that was the longest run i can't remember what they said it was some it was it was another one that like they haven't had a run this long and i don't know how long it's been like
1: derrick henry's had longer than, than 75 yards
0: uh i thought it was either the longest or the second longest rush rush he's ever had in his career
1: it may have been the second but i mean there's a play that plays every single week that i see when he runs through the whole nfl <laughs> like he basically ran through the whole team
0: the tv plays and next week stiff-armed. tv plays you know everybody
1: but i'm trying to remember the game but it was like a, it's one of the longest plays of of his career because or it has yeah. to be the longest because it's like from the 10-yard line and he literally stiff arms like five guys down to the end yeah. zone
0: the point um, the point but, was the point was is you know relying on this defense and you can't and yeah. and, and the funny thing is is they're not able to rely on the offense either because it's it's, it's, it's when you're, you're working out, right? So you go to the gym and you're working out and, you know, there's a mindset when you get there. If you take a pre-workout shake or you don't take a pre-workout shake, but there's a mindset and you generally fall into the flow of the workout that you're doing. There's no point in the workout where you're 45 minutes in and you've already kind of been gagging where you're like, you know what? I'm going to pick it up for the last 15 minutes. You don't. You finish the way you started. But if you come in with energy and you come in like, I'm going to kick the crap out of this workout. You've got that energy through the whole football game. And maybe that's a bad analogy, but it just seems like you. It's, it's hard to just be like and turn it on. It's almost impossible to be like, OK, now go out there and sling it all over the yard. I just I just
1: I just I just hate the idea that it seems like we have to we have to fight to come back in order for us to look like we want to play.
0: And that's uh, what it's been
1: looking like for me. I shoot. want to come out from the very so so when we win or lose the toss and we either get the ball first or we get it second or whatever whenever we get the ball however we get the ball I need us to be turned up the entire time Yeah, like I, I need to, that energy to be where it like from the very beginning of the game I need it to be where Josh Allen is ready to run through people to punch people in the mouth and throw touchdowns that's what I need to see
0: I want to I just want to address this from Pam Pam's coming almost every team we lost to had a strong defense I don't give a crap and the reason that i don't yeah. give a crap is because the bills played 8 or 9 of the top 10 defenses last year and beat i think every one of them like mm-hmm. even that that 8 game tear that they went on they, they included all the, like this offense is not like it's not kryptonite for the bills this offense they returned 20 what they returned 11 10 of 11 starters The crypt, good defenses are not kryptonite to this offense they're just not it's it's coaching preparation execution right it's it's play calling we can we can move on we've been it's been a fun fun conversation i don't want to be negative all night long this is a, a fun topic and we can talk about the one that uh, uh that payden brought up just about the COVID situation in the nfl right now because let's be honest as much as the bills are clear and clean right now and which is interesting because of the whole cole beasley piece that happened in the beginning of the season and for those of you that don't that don't know, I probably should have prefaced it like this. There's a big outbreak in the NFL right now amongst the players with COVID. So testing positive. The Rams are in like uh, a, a heightened state of protocols. The Browns are in a high, heightened state of protocols. Uh, Baker Mayfield has COVID. Steph, uh, St- uh, Stephen, uh, what's his last name? Stefanski, right? Stefanski uh, has COVID. All that to say that- I mean- if-
1: everybody got COVID. I'm just saying it's a long right, list. Everybody,
0: everybody, but the bills, like, which is funny because right. like Twitter and social media was blown up about this whole concept and idea that like, you know, the bills don't have 80% vaccinated or whatever it is. And they're going to be like out of the lead, not out of the league, but they're all going to be like sat down. And we've had pockets of guys that have gotten COVID and had to be sat down, but we could be next. It could be right. I mean, we could be, we got four games left and it could be game three when all of a sudden we lose. Six guys, seven guys. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about that is Sean, McV- Sean McVay came out today and said it doesn't make sense. All these guys, and I don't know what the number is on the Rams, it's a lot. A lot of their players have COVID and they're on they're on they're on uh uh the COVID list, the injured reserve list. So they literally are they have COVID. They didn't just test positive and then test negative. But he said all of our players that have COVID are fully vaxxed. And he's like, I'm confused. I don't understand how we got here. For me, it's about the testing. And I said this to you six months ago, and then and this was when the Cole Beasley thing was going on. They need to test everybody every day. And I know it's expensive. I know that it's a huge expense for the league. They need to test. Every, and that's what Cole originally was saying, and then it totally got blow, blown up bad, and he, like, threw gas on the fire, which didn't help. But they need to yeah. test every single player every single day. And that's the only way that you're going to stop a vaxxed player if he's got COVID and nobody knows it for five days from spreading it to four other vaxed players, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I, mean, I mean, what are, you, it, what are your concerns be honest, going
1: forward? It, I don't know. Like it's, um, it's so confusing because we just don't have answers and you feel like after almost two years, because really when we first heard about COVID now, it's, it was in December. Um, so it's almost two years, two full years now that we've been dealing and yep. hearing about COVID and kind of with these an- the questions. And, and so there's so many answers that we still don't have. And now, you know, we thought we had to figure it out with masks and we thought we had to figure it out with, with, whatever mandates and yep, yep. Um, vaccinations and social distancing thing. and all this stuff. And, you know, and it's still not th- there just aren't answers. Right. So the concerning part is, like you said, the Buffalo Bills are healthy right now. Right now. They could be next. <laughs> it could be it could be we make it to the playoffs. And then is the week before the AFC championship game. And then Josh and six guys on offense and five guys on defense goes out with COVID and it's like, what the hell, you know? So it's, it's, um, that's the concerning part for me, but as far as, as far as where we are, it's like, look, they, they, the league went into this year with the understanding that, Hey, we're not going to reschedule games. We're not canceling games. If your team is affected by it, your team is affected by it. Just like a regular injury or sickness. Mm -hmm. And I guess that, I guess it's the new norm. So are we really the deepest team in the league like we thought we were? Because because this is – with the if this is going to be – if this is how the season is going to go for the rest of the season, we're about to find out.
0: Yeah. tricks well, says, hey, hey, Joe, I don't need that on my mind right now. He's talking to both of us at this point because
1: it's – Yeah, yeah, we're going to stay positive and test negative out here. We can keep that move.
0: I think <laughs> the only answer them. is to literally test every day. I think I, that's the only thing that they can do, in my opinion, to, 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 to assure or ensure – what spread like mass spreading amongst the teams? I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's it's a scary situation to be in. Not because I'm fearful that people are going to you know succumb or pass f- from COVID. It's just a scary situation as a fan. I mean, for the Rams right now, Baker Mayfield and yeah. Kevin Stefanski both have COVID. For the Browns right now, like it's right. Like, Baker Mayfield ain't playing football this weekend. They're in the hunt. Like they're they're like Lamar is out for several weeks. They have an opportunity to take that division. And like now their quarterback's done, so
1: no, nah, they don't have that chance. <laughs> they don't have that <laughs> chance. Go, <laughs> on, Joe. Like, let's be honest on the show, man. Come on. <laughs> I'm gonna, do,
0: I'm gonna, do, I'm gonna do the read, and then we'll, uh, we can move on to the Panthers. Uh, but, ladies and gentlemen, you oh, are man. tuned into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast and Podcast Network, brought to you by the Market Dominator. Who is the market dominator? Well, the market dominator is my and Spence's very good friend, John Spazchek. John is a real estate uh, agent and with Keller Williams Realty. And uh, a lot of people don't know this unless they listen to my show because I say it all the time. Keller Williams is the largest real estate brokerage in the entire world which is unbelievable. But here's the thing, you want to be on a good team. Everywhere you go, you want to root for a good team, you want to be on the winning team. If you're playing, you want to be on the winning team. If you're buying a house or selling a house, you want to be on the winning team. And John's team, the market dominator team is the best team in Buffalo. If you're looking to buy a home, trust John. His team is going to walk you through it. He's going to help you with the inspections. He's going to alert you to things in the basement, cracks in the basement, if there's water coming in. He's going to ask the, the you know the owner and the other agent questions that they don't want to be asked. And if you're selling a home, He's going to help you maximize the value of your house. Do me a favor. Do Spence a favor. Do what I did. Call John. Call the Market Dominator, 716-570-3298. That number again, 716-570-3298. You can also reach him on Twitter. He is Bill's Mafia. His handle is at your elite broker. And uh, John, you're the man. Love you, bro. Thanks for uh, hanging out with me this weekend and taking me to the Buccaneers game. Love you.
1: John is the man. John, John is absolutely the man. I love John.
0: Yep, yep, yep. So, um, so... The Panthers. We get to see. Uh, oh, here we go. Go ahead. Do you want to read that? Well, Matt
1: says we have undersized linebackers and the D line lacks push. Edmonds taking bad angles over pursuit. It's obvious why we give up long runs. How do you feel about that?
0: Yes, I think I don't know. John talked about it on your show. He talked about it on my show and then he repeated himself on your show last night. The 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 defensive linemen, specifically the ends, have no creative moves. They 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 just mm-hmm. seem to push, and that's all they seem to do. And there's nothing that they're doing to mix up, toss up, sidestep, or get the offensive linemen to kind of guess on what's about to happen. And the Buffalo Bills have had an over pursuing defense as long as I've been alive. It goes right up there with we just can't seem to cover tight ends. It's just, it's those two things just seem to be true about the Buffalo Bills, and it's happened a lot this year where. It happened on the Damian Harris run. Micah Hyde and 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 Tremaine over pursue, and he just cuts it back inside and like evades him and takes off for obviously for for pay dirt. Um, I don't know how you feel about it, but I agree with that. And to me, whether it's a lack of preparation, whether it's a lack of just game readiness, I don't know what the not being taught. I I don't know. I don't know how you fix it. Coaching, like, how do you get people to stay in their gaps? How do you wait until? the second to last series against the New England Patriots that are crushing you with the ground game, and they've only thrown the ball three times, how do you wait until the end of the game to tell Matt Milano to shoot the gap? Hey, this is what I want you to do, shoot, shoot the gap. And he does it, and he starts blowing their offense up. Where was that in the second quarter?
1: Well, but here's the thing. Okay, you're right. You're right, but here's the thing with that: they still only gave up fourteen points. Like, I'm not mad at at Frazier. I'm not mad at the defense. So, like, even like I hear you, they were yeah. giving up rushing, but really, in that. I, you can't take a play out of it, but really, when you look at besides that big run play, they, they were playing good defense. They held those guys at 3.4 yards per carry, besides that big run. Talking so, about the
0: you're talking about the Patriots? The, the Patriots Bucs? game. Okay, okay.
1: The Patriots game. So, like, because you were talking about when, you know, like shoot that gap. So, you're right. They made an adjustment that worked. But the thing is, still, throughout the game, you know, besides that run and maybe one more run i wasn't upset at all about the patriots game on defense it was Ramondre like
0: and when when damien harris got hurt Ramondre was ripping off six yard chunks like he was falling forward six yards it was just like every every time he caught the air got the ball in his hands and that's when they started shooting the gap well, about a quarter later it was like well we better do something yeah. about this we were, what's getting lost in all of this is how good the defensive backs have played with with the absence of Tre'Davious White, even in that game on Sunday, and that's sad, right? Because Dane Jackson played well, Levi Wallace played well, Micah and Jordan played well in that football game. So did, I mean, for the most part, so did Terren Johnson. So there's I don't know who's I don't know whose assignment Richard Perryman was. I have and I, I have a guess that Perryman was in the slot and he was Terren's guy and he got rubbed, but. I haven't watched it back, so I don't know. Some of the comment section probably has seen it and watched it. Maybe you know.
1: It but. was Johnson. It was Johnson. And yeah. and that's the and I've been quiet. You know me normally I talk about Tremaine hate. Yep. I've been quiet. Um it, it wasn't Tremaine's assignment, but I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not pounding the table for him this time. Like it's one of those things where um this week I don't I'm not coming with excuses for the team. Like at this point, it's like everybody on the team knows I got their backs. They yeah. know I love them. I love yeah. Jordan. I love Tremaine. I love everybody. But what it comes down to is like, look, guys, I, I need I need some wins, man. Like I, I can I can I can put myself out there a lot, but regardless of who's missed assignment, regardless of how it happened, regardless, I need I need four quarters of good play. And I'm not again I'm not mad at the defense. The defense has done their job all season, but we need good good play for four quarters from four quarters. all three phases, all yeah. three phases. And we haven't seen that. So this week, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not out here screaming bodies. I'm not out here it, because, because I need Sunday. I need to see a change. I need to see something different.
0: So speaking of this Sunday, um, your guy's back. Mm-hmm. I'm back. He's <sighs> back. He's back. And, uh, yeah. it was, it was a short moment, <laughs> <laughs> that he was back, but you know and, what? And then it reality was glorious for me, then, and rea- I'm sure it was. And then reality set in. And what's funny about that is, uh is, he's been extremely humble in the podium. I was surprised to see him this week, just being very kind of like, I don't know what your guys' expectations were, but I came into the I, I came to the team in the middle of the season, and the team wasn't very good to be like we weren't playing well. It's not like I'm going to show up and all of a sudden I'm like we're going to make the playoffs. Like it's just it's all been right. a very different Cam Newton this time around, almost a humbled Cam Newton. If that if you follow that sort of logic, but.
1: Yeah, well, so I, I said when he was signed that obviously I was happy for him to be back and yeah. I was happy that he got a contract that I felt like not necessarily that he deserves due to talent at the moment. Like, I don't think if, if you're signing a guy to be your, your guy, Right. If the bill, if we didn't have Josh, I don't want them to sign Cam Newton to that contract. Right. Because right. I don't think Cam has it anymore. But for the way they did him as an organization when they cut him and then just so I was happy for Cam. Yeah. And he, his first game back was out here and I was in the building.
0: Oh, playing against the, gotcha. uh,
1: the Cardinals. Yeah. And like he wasn't supposed to play. The coach is like, Yeah, no, he just signed. We're, you know, he'll be dressed, but we won't play him. And but, man, he came in at the goal line, first play, touched the ball, ran it in for a touchdown. Then two, <laughs> Next drive later, he comes in. They get him in, in the red zone, like the eight-yard line, throws a dart, like throws a touchdown. And I'm just like losing my mind. So it was great for me. Fast forward now, this, this Sunday, the Buffalo Bills have to, unquestionably, have to dominate Cam Newton. The, the way this game is supposed to look is the way the second game against the Patriots looked last year. Yeah. And we cannot, we cannot allow Cam to come out there and and, and run and do all of this stuff. We we can't. Like because the, yeah. the thing is that he still has that. He might not have it where he's gonna rip off 40 yard runs on you, but he can still rip off a 15-25 and, and trust me, those things add up. Yep. <laughs> and yep. so yeah, we need to we need to watch him. My girl Pam is in the comments, said that he's obnoxious and cocky. He is not, and I'm not about to no Pam. Come on, <laughs> Pam. Relax. Let's relax. Let's not let's not get on my guy Cam.
0: Let's talk about what's important, which is first the injury report. So today's injury report for practice, Mario Addison uh, was had a veteran rest day, Josh Allen foot injured. We'll get back to that in a second. Cole Beasley, veteran rest day. Uh, Jerry Hughes' foot was limited. Taiwan Jones' knee did not participate. He actually went out in that Bucks game. I, I, I'm not sure if he came back or not. I know that he he came off the field after being on the ground for a while. Starla Tulole had the surprise toe injury last week and was limited today. Emmanuel Sanders' knee did not participate. Sprained knee, uh, I've heard different things just through the rumor mill about the severity of that. And then Tommy Sweeney, hip limited. And uh, this is what I would say about the Josh Allen thing. So Josh Allen was spotted last night. You can see him down there with Britt uh, at the uh, the performance of Hamilton. And apparently he did not, if you get on Twitter, he did not have a walking boot on, nor was he limping. So they have said that it's a minor foot sprain or a minor turf toe, something to that effect. But uh, the fact that he, was not, that he was out last night, right, I guess doesn't mean much. I mean, I'm sure that a walking boot doesn't go good with a tuxedo. Can we right. can we start there
1: <laughs> that's where I was gonna go like yeah I get it but he was actually sitting down watching Hamilton he wasn't like he didn't walk have to up, run to walk so upstairs
0: though he's still gonna walk around get out of the car walk down the street right
1: I'm sure I'm sure they I'm sure they have a, a secret elevator out there for those guys man like he come on but either way, I know that's a joke there, but seriously, yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think the pitcher um, I think it's a I don't think it's a major injury. So I think he's still nope. going to play. I think, you know, but I think it's something to to be mindful of. So, um, you know, the, the couple of things that we saw this past Sunday that made everybody happy, you know, he, he's back to old Josh, 100 yards in the ground. Right, I don't want right. to see that much. I don't want to see that much. But we felt good to get it. Don't be surprised if they dial that back a little bit just because of his foot.
0: So, that's, so let's, let's pivot and talk about worst-case scenario. Not worst-case, but bad-case scenario. Josh doesn't play. And there's a lot of people calling for Josh. Somebody put it in the comment section. Let him rest this week just because we're playing the Panthers. And I've got a lot of faith in Mitch Trubisky. Like, I think that Mitch is probably a solid quarterback behind this offensive line with this offensive coordinator and these weapons. He could probably do well. This team is better than the Chicago offense was. Maybe not the offensive line. Maybe it is. I don't know. Who knows? I, I don't want to split hairs. Where are you at on just that concept? What if we get Mitch Trubisky this week?
1: If we get Mitch Trubisky, I mean, that's the reason why you signed Mitch Trubisky. Because right. in my opinion, we have the best backup situation in the league. If not the if not the best, it's the second best. I think it's the best. Yeah. Um so then you you look at the comments and the people who are saying, you know what? No, let Josh rest up, let him heal up. Here's the thing. I thought we were absolutely going to dominate with Josh Allen when we played against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who right. is a worse team right. than the Panthers. The Panthers have one of the best defenses in the league. And I don't know if everybody's aware of the type of team that we're actually going to play. I know that Cam is there. So the offense doesn't look like it's as hot. And um Christian McCaffrey has some injuries. And so I know the team has been beat up yep. to the point where they don't have the record. But right. I'ma just tell you that defense still can that defense still knows what they're doing. Oh, yeah. They're they're hungry. They're ball hawks. They hit hard. They're fast. So if 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 Josh Allen can play, we need every single Agreed. W we can get. No hate to my man, Mitch Trubisky. I was ecstatic when we signed him. Like I was I'm telling you, in my mind, when we signed Mitch Trubisky, I'm like, oh, that's it. We're going to the Super Bowl. Not because we had him as a backup quarterback, but because to me, it showed how aggressive Brandon Bean was being by saying, Look, we can't afford to have Jake Fromm back there if Josh goes down and right. we want to get to the Super Bowl. So in my mind, yes. Now it's time for Josh to just not get injured. <laughs> like yeah. you know, we we don't need we don't even need to have those questions. We yeah. need Josh to play.
0: Yeah, Trigg says, no, 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 no. If Ellen can play, let him play. Daniel Gowers comes yeah. and says, can't take Carolina lightly uh you know play josh if he's good to go and then uh amanda also says if josh can play he's gonna play josh is in my opinion i mean he he, he was pretty frank you know uh the table of your foot you're looking at the i wasn't coming out under no yeah. circumstances like <laughs> <Under> no circumstances <laughs> there was no yeah. circumstances i was coming out of that game so uh, you got to think that he's going to have a say about it you just wonder at what point do the doctors have the ability because they sit they sit people down all the time right they you go out you test it and the doctors look at you they look at your run they look you know they look at you do stuff but quarterbacks play hurt probably more than any other position when you think about just small things. The difference is, is the other quarterbacks in the league aren't Josh Allen, Lamar, Josh, right, uh, Kyler Murray. These guys play the position a lot different. Even Pat Mahomes played the dip position a lot different. So this football game, obviously no Christian McCaffrey. Um, Cam Newton is probably going to be the quarterback. They've been spelling him with the backup. Can't remember his name. They've been sharing reps when the backup been healthy. Um, Not not For 50 who? I'm 50, sorry. The, whoever the backup is in Carolina, they were, split, yeah, huh? PJ, PJ, you talking
1: about PJ Walker?
0: Yeah. They've been splitting reps as far as if I'm not mistaken, like 25, 75 or something like that. There's just been a mix, a little bit of a mix. Yeah.
1: So I'm not sure. Necessarily nice. what, yeah. He, I'm not should sure.
0: Be he should be starting. I'm not sure what yeah. to necessarily expect. Um, Well, sounds like, you know, more, but so tell us what to, what are we going to see? What does PJ Walker look like versus Cam? Cause I literally have not caught a single Panthers game this year.
1: PJ can throw the ball and he's accurate and he's exciting to watch. And he's um, he gets the ball to the open man. He takes what the defense gives him every single time. He's not a perfect quarterback or else he would be a superstar, but he has, he has what it takes to compete every week. He can win a game right now. I don't think cam has what it takes physically to, to really run the offense. Right. But PJ does. Right. <laughs> PJ, absolutely. Even when they were uh, here, when they came and played against the, um, the Cardinals and for the the time that they had PJ in there, the offense was going up and down the field, just up and down the field. Mm-hmm. They put Cam in just as like a wild card type thing, yeah. like, it, yep. and it worked. It worked, and you know they actually beat the Cardinals, who's right now well, I don't I think now they're tied for the best record in the league. Right, but right. They had the best record in the league for all of these weeks, and they beat came out here and, and beat the Cardinals. So what I'm saying is, Bills fans, don't don't just sleep on them. They, they, their defense is uh master park in the comments says pj walker tyrod taylor i think that's a okay comparison i think at this moment i would i would give the edge to pj mm-hmm. he has a, a a lot more he does a lot more with his arm than i've seen tyrod do besides that first year when we had uh tyrod with sammy and yeah um, yeah
0: you know, we had a couple was. he had a couple long throws there bobby but, trees and uh, Mar- marquis goodwin and he had yeah. shady he had uh uh charles clay and Talking Buffalo Bot Podcast, which is actually Pat Moran. And, Pat, thank you so much for uh, filling in for Jay Spence last week and being a part of the show. Sure. Appreciate you. Trubisky was too valuable uh, to trade to the Washington football team at the deadline. Bill should be confident in him to beat a mediocre Carolina team at home if Allen isn't at least close to 100%. We need Allen against the Pats. And I think that's what it comes down to, right? I mean, how close is Allen? um you know, can it do you, do you do you play him if it's a turf toe and have him aggravate? Because was it Mahomes that was aggravated by a, a turf toe last year in the Super Bowl? Right? Did he get turf toe in, against the Buffalo Bills? Or was well, a he court? had
1: turf toe prior to that? Because he actually sat out the game against the Cleveland Browns. That's right. Um, That's right. Yeah. So he, he had it. And, and it was, I don't, I guess it does depend on the severity of the injury. My thing is, if Josh Allen is injured, right. you don't play him. Right. If he's healthy enough to play, you play the guy that is the second. He's the second most expensive quarterback in the league, right? You play
0: him for sure. Jessica tennis. Do you guys think Sanders may make this offense worse? Worse is a tough word. Um, So I don't think he makes this offense worse. However, Gabe Davis, you saw it in the second half. And that's where it's weird because you're not sure if was what we saw was Gabe Davis. uh, You know, was he a a part of the reason that, that that happened or was he just a benefactor of it happening? Whatever happened in that second. No, there was the gut play, right? There was the heart play. Where he catches the ball on fourth down, retreats, turns around, comes back and plows through the guy to get the first down, which he doesn't get that first down. The Bills don't complete the comeback more than likely. Where are you at on this? On like, do you want to see more Gabe Davis, Gabe Davis and less Emmanuel Sanders? Or do you think it's Emmanuel still probably better?
1: Uh well, first, just to answer the question, no, I don't think Sanders makes this offense worse. I think right. that's Sanders, a hard way to say it. Yeah, I think he was an upgrade over John Brown that we had last year. And mm-hmm. John Brown played a major role in this offense. So I love John. Shout out to John Brown. But I think Sanders is an upgrade to that. I think what we're seeing when it comes to the the Emmanuel Sanders and... um gabriel davis debate i think what what it really is coming down to right now for me when i watch those guys is that right now josh has a a year under his belt with gabriel davis and Mm -hmm. he already has uh, a chemistry with him that those guys and and you and i saw it in person up close and personal at the the playoff game last year where they just have a chemistry that um while it seems like emmanuel sanders started off the season hot he had a couple games where he was the best receiver it still just doesn't seem like they kind of connect the same way Josh does with Gabriel Davis or same way he does with Stefan Diggs. But I'm not at all in any, any way saying that Emmanuel Sanders should not be in the, in the lineup if he's healthy. He's the guy like you absolutely, you absolutely want him and Stefan Diggs on the field together for the reason of uh, both those guys can do similar things. Now, Stefan Diggs is like, he's so much better, Yeah, Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders still has the skill and, and the talent to do a lot of the things that Stefan Diggs can do, which gives the defenses problems. Gabriel Davis is good; he's really good, but he's not keeping defenses up at night. You mm. put you put a healthy Emmanuel Sanders and Stefan Diggs on the field with Josh Allen getting them the ball with Emmanuel or with uh, Beasley in the slot when he's healthy, that makes defenses worry. Right. Gabriel Davis, you know, he he's a benefactor, and I think that. I think you said it perfectly. He he um he benefits a from playing with a top 3 quarterback in the league and b um you know yeah when Sanders isn't in okay I'm going to take those snaps too. <laughs> so yeah, I just think he benefits but but no you you absolutely go into the the same way we talk about with fantasy. You draft your studs, you play your studs. You bring these guys in from at the beginning of the season as your one and two guys, you play them as your one and two guys.
0: Yeah, we started the show talking about just the difference in the I'm going to ask you one last question, and we'll wrap this thing up. And I'll give you my opinion as well. Talking talking about the difference between the offense in the first half of that Bucks game and the second half. And I guess the question is: Is which offense do you think you're going to see in this football game?
1: Is it okay?
0: I know, where, I, I, you know That's the answer. I, I know where to see? I, I know <laughs> that's the. I know where your heart is. I know. I know what your heart wants to see, but I think your your intellect and your and I'm in the same place. I think what we've seen this year is what we're going to see.
1: Yep. I think I think we are who we are. I, I think we are who we think we are. Like right. um, that's exactly. And and I know you just caught the reference there. I, I just really think that as much as we want this team to be aired out, let Josh Allen cook, you know, like as much as we want to see that. I really do think that Sean McDermott, whether it's Sean McDermott or whether it's Dayball or whether it's Terry or whether it's Brandon Bean, I don't know who it is. But somebody in that organization really finds it very important to run the ball and be a balanced offense. Unfortunately, we don't have the we're just not able to be balanced like that this year. So, right. No, what I want to see. Yeah. What I think we're going to see is exactly what we've seen this entire season.
0: I'm in the exact same boat. You want to wrap this thing up?
1: let's get it i know you're tired man
0: let's get it. <laughs> i'm good i mean we go the last five or it's four minutes it's not yeah the, i think we've hit all of our topics though as far as what we wanted to hit tonight but uh, yeah, yeah. but uh ladies and gentlemen you have been tuned into the hump day hotline brought to you by the market dominator on the buffalo rumblings vidcast and podcast network it's been super great to have you we love you guys and appreciate all the people that are in the comment section all the usuals and even the newbies i uh there's some names in here i haven't seen before but uh appreciate you guys and uh it's just good being back in the saddle with you, bro.
1: Yeah, yeah, we got we got well, we got 5 4 weeks left in playoffs.
0: 4 week hopefully. Hopefully 4 we got 4 weeks left for sure and yes and and hopefully we make them. I mean I was surprised for them to still be in the 7 seed after losing to the Buccaneers. So that was to me that was a bonus, right? So Yeah, it was
1: emotional. I was pissed off and I tweeted out. I was like, "They're not in the playoffs. If the playoffs started today, the they're out of it." I was so mad, and everybody kept getting me. "You're wrong." You're, I'm like, "I'm sorry, guys. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry." That's so funny. That's what I get. I, I totally get it. And then, uh, and then, so I mean, I, do they need to win out to make the playoffs? Probably not. They can probably lose one to make the playoffs. They need to win out to win the to win the East. And to me, let's make the road. Some of the road to the to the Super Bowl go through Buffalo, right? I mean, that's. We're always going to be better at home. But uh, so good to have – as I was saying, so good are to we? have – I think – well, hmm, I'm why do you got to do that to me? I'm why sorry. It's time, to,
1: it's time to go. I'm sorry. That's why
0: good. do you <laughs> got to do that? Why do you got to do that to you know, me? Because
1: <laughs> it's just real. Think about how many games we've lost. We lost a season opener at home. We lost against the Patriots at home. We lost – you know, so I'm just saying, like, are we better at home?
0: Are we like, good and, on, and, and then, Are we good on the road?
1: You get what I'm saying? It's just like, are we the team that we really – wanted to be this year. Right, right. We'll we'll save that, you know, we'll save that thought and y'all can catch up with Joe on
0: <laughs> we'll save it for next week.
1: your time to shine and chop <laughs> up and all that stuff. We could talk about it later on this week. But no, I just I don't think I don't think we are who we who we wanted the team to be this year, man. And it's depressing. It's really yeah. depressing.
0: I hear you. Well be ready to so there will be no time to shine this week. I've got uh Christmas services that I will be singing at. So if nobody if you're in Buffalo and you want to catch some holiday cheer uh, Life Church Buffalo is going to ha- be having Christmas services this weekend at 4:30 and 6 o'clock, uh, both Saturday and Sunday. So, Saturday I will be singing my little heart out uh, at the Christmas services at Life Church Buffalo. So it's in West Seneca. So if you're looking for some festive activities. Feel free to come out, but uh, so uh, food for thought Friday with Nate Geary and uh, and Bruce exclusive at uh, nine o'clock, and then your show, the Chop Up, will be on sa- uh, Saturday at nine o'clock with Sterls and Kristen and Angelina, and then of mm-hmm. course the Overreaction Post Game Show will be coming to you live on Sunday post game at nine o'clock. But for myself, for Jay Spence, this has been the Hump Day Hotline, brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. Love you guys. Go Bills.
1: Go Bills. Uh-huh.